listening to the Life Edit Project podcast, where busy, ambitious high achievers get the tools they need to fight overwhelm and overthinking with balance, self-mastery, and a positive mindset. I'm your host, Elizabeth Burroughs. I'm serving up bite-sized truth bombs in a judgment-free zone based on my perspective as a life coach, wife, mom, and recovering overachiever. We keep it real over here, which usually means some combination of insightful, entertaining, and a hot mess express. So if you're looking for perfection, look elsewhere. But if you're still with me, let's dig into this week's episode. Good day, good people. Welcome back to the Life Edit Project podcast. If you are a returning listener, thanks for rocking with me. And if you're new around here, it's about time you made it here to this corner of the podcast world. We're having an amazing time together and I'm glad you're with us. I don't know how other podcasters feel, but I definitely feel like I have the best listeners, especially when some of you take the time to rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. Today, I want to send a special shout out to my listener bay of the week, someone with the username Gigging Pastor. Yeah, I like that username. The review is titled Powerful, Helpful, and Fun. Here's what it says. She says what you've been thinking, but haven't had the words to express. Like a powerful editing software, Elizabeth provides the tools to help listeners delete what does not serve them, add what's needed, rearrange the components of one's life for maximum efficiency and impact. All this is presented in a very palatable manner with no judgment nor snobbery. Very relatable. Isn't that so nice? And this is why I'm claiming that I have the best listeners. Because anyone who takes the time to write something that descriptive and that compelling is not playing around. Thank you so much, Gigging Pastor. And if you want a shout out on a future episode as my featured listener bay, all you have to do is leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. There are step-by-step instructions on my website in case you've never reviewed a podcast and have no idea where to start. Just go to lifeeditproject.com slash podcast for details. And of course, that link will be in the show notes for you because I like to make life easy for you. Now, I am super excited about today's episode. This is going to be a juicy conversation, and I hope you're here for it because it's a conversation that really needs to be had. The title of today's episode is, I'm your life coach, not your therapist or one of your little friends, which I hope gives you some insight into what's about to go down here. In part, I want to talk about the difference between coaching and therapy because I don't think this conversation happens enough. And I also want to speak more broadly to the role that I play in the life of my clients when they hire me as their coach. So it's no secret that I am a professional life coach. I mention it in literally every episode of this show and in the intro of each episode. And I do that because I want to be very clear that when you hear from me on this podcast, you're not just hearing from a black woman or just a mom or just a wife or even just a recovering overachiever and perfectionist. You are listening to someone who is all of those things and also a professional life coach. And everything I bring to you on this podcast has been filtered through my coach brain. But what does that mean? 
And what does a life coach offer that's different than what you get from therapy or from talking to friends or family? That's what I'm going to tackle in the rest of this episode. addressing the simplest question, what's the difference between life coaching and therapy or life coaching and counseling? But first, a huge disclaimer and a little bit of an explainer. So I am answering this question from my own perspective as a life coach, but the industry of coaching is not a monolith. It's more than one thing. There are many different types of coaches who use many different types of modalities to support their clients. And also, there's no universal regulations for the coaching industry. So while I know lots of other coaches who share my thoughts and opinions on the purpose of coaching and the value of coaching, I'm not trying to put words in anyone else's mouth. I'm not speaking for any other coaches. I'm just speaking for myself. Now, That being said, there are many similarities between coaching and therapy, but I really want to discuss today three of the main differences because I think that's more helpful. So the first I've already mentioned or alluded to, and that is coaching is an unregulated industry, whereas therapy is highly regulated. To be a legally practicing therapist or counselor, a person has to have completed an advanced college degree in a particular field of study. They have to have done a certain amount of hours working with patients under the guidance of an experienced therapist, and they would have to pass a licensing exam. So if a person wants to be a therapist, if you want to be a therapist, you have to put in several years of study and practice before you can legally call yourself a therapist. And once you do, if you break the rules, you can lose your license to practice. Now, by contrast, the coaching industry, it's a lot younger and it's just not there yet with that level of regulation. So yes, there are lots of different organizations that will train and or certify people to be coaches, but the extent and the content of that training varies wildly. It's also entirely possible for someone to wake up one day and decide to just start coaching without having completed any study or training. And let me be clear, I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing. Because of how coaching works, because of what it's designed to do, a person might not need years of training to be able to help a client get results. And so this low barrier of entry into coaching means that people who are talented can just start helping people. Now, I will say that I think good ethical coaches should make an effort to improve their coaching skills over time with study and training, but I don't think a coach needs formal training to get started. So I'm on the record saying that. A second way I hear people explain the difference between coaching and therapy is that therapy helps people deal with their past while coaching helps people move towards their future. And I've even given some version of that answer before, but I have to say that my thoughts on this have evolved a bit, and I've reached the conclusion that it's actually not that binary. 
I do think it's generally more accurate to say that coaching is more present and future oriented, while therapy can often be past focused, but both coaches and therapists will end up touching on past, present, and future. We're going to both both types of professionals are going to work with all of the tenses, all of the areas of time. There are a lot of coaches that will help a client unpack something that happened in the past, and I happen to be one of them. But in general, the reason coaches address something in the past is because it's getting in the way of whatever the goal is for the present or future. Coaches don't just go poking around in a client's past for the fun of it or for the sake of curiosity. If we go for a stroll down memory lane, it's going to be for a specific reason. But in therapy, there tends to be the general belief that exploring the past has intrinsic value, so you don't need a reason to go there. The third main difference between coaching and therapy that I'm going to give you is arguably the most important. So if you've only been halfway paying attention, lean in right now because I don't want you to miss this. If you are actively dealing with mental illness specifically one that interferes with your ability to function in everyday life, then you need therapy, not coaching. And I cannot stress this enough. If you're dealing with extreme levels of depression, anxiety, uh, a diagnosis like borderline personality disorder, major trauma, if you are trying to recover from abuse or anything else that qualifies as mental illness, Getting into therapy with a licensed professional that can diagnose and treat your condition is a must. A must. That being said, life coaching is also a mental health resource. And mental health occurs on a spectrum. So consider this. So if mental health is a spectrum, on the far left end is mental crisis. And on the far right end is the opposite. Let's call it mental fortitude. Life coaching can be a helpful mental health resource for you if you're out of the crisis end of the spectrum. So if you're maybe just in a mild state of mental agitation, or even if you feel mentally well and, you know, you're really okay, life coaching can be a good option for you. But if you're in crisis... Coaching is not appropriate. Therapy is. And let me also make this point abundantly clear. You deserve a support system that helps you proactively maintain your mental wellness at all times, not just during times of crisis. Let me say it again because, listen, I, I can't say this enough. You deserve a support system that helps you proactively maintain your mental wellness at all times, not just during times of crisis. So if you've been holding off on getting support from either a therapist or a coach because nothing is quote unquote wrong, consider this podcast episode your permission slip to enlist the support you want without needing an emergency to justify it. You get to be well supported so that you can be well. And if you're already well, you're allowed to want to feel better. And you get to enlist whatever support and whatever resources that will help you get there. Period. Hey there. 
How would you like to get my perspective as a professional life coach on any situation or challenge in your life for free? Well, I'm using episode 10 of this podcast to respond to listener questions, so now's your chance. To submit your question, you can either send me a DM on Instagram or email me at hello at lifeeditproject.com using the subject line podcast question. Ask me anything. Go ahead. And while I can't guarantee that every question will make it onto the podcast, I can guarantee that the ones that make the cut will be answered anonymously so your business won't be on blast all over the internet. Get your questions in by Sunday, July 23rd to be considered and check the show notes for more details. I can't wait to hear from you. Okay, back to the show. Another misconception that I hear is that since life coaches aren't licensed therapists, talking to a coach is no different than talking to a good friend or maybe just having an accountability partner. And I'm calling BS. (laughs) That's baloney. I do feel this way about coaching in general, but I'm specifically talking about how I show up as a life coach with my clients and the relationship I have with them. Okay, story time. So I love my clients. I genuinely care about them and I spend lots of time thinking about them outside of our sessions and even after we finish our work together. And it's not unusual for me to reach out to former clients from time to time to check in and just see how they're doing because I care about them and we've developed a a relationship like that. So a while back, I reached out to a former client because she'd been on my mind for a while. And when she got my message, she was so happy to hear from me that we decided to hop on a phone call to get caught up, but not as coach and client, but rather like woman to woman. So we ended up having a lovely chit chat, which I expected because when we worked together, we always had wonderful conversations, wonderful sessions. But this was actually our first conversation as friends. And so the dynamic was very different in the most lovely way. We got to know each other more deeply. And it's because I showed up as friend Elizabeth instead of coach Elizabeth. Now, I'm always friendly and compassionate because that's who I am. I'm friendly and I'm a compassionate person. But when Coach Elizabeth shows up, every part of me is focused on supporting my client. Everything I say, every question I ask, every moment of silence that I observe is designed to support and empower and enlighten my client. It's never about me. But friend Elizabeth is different. There's a back and forth exchange that happens. It gets to be about both of us. So in this friendly conversation with my former client, I shared more of my personal life with her and we learned that we have even more things in common than we'd previously realized. And it's just because some things about me never came up in my coaching sessions because the coaching sessions weren't about me. And this is exactly my point. Healthy friendships are reciprocal relationships. If you're not giving as much to your friend as they're giving to you, you're probably being a bad friend. (laughs) But if you're my coaching client, I have zero expectations that you will support me or that you will try to protect my feelings or that you will even ask me how I'm doing. 
In fact, if you start in our session talking too much about me or focusing on me in any way beyond polite conversation, like at the beginning of our session, I am going to redirect the conversation back to you because the coaching is for and about you, not me. Another way getting coached is different than talking to a close friend is that as a coach, my only agenda is to help you get the result you hired me to help you get. Friends have all kinds of opinions about what you should and should not be doing, and their agenda is usually to convince you that they're right. (laughs) Y'all know what I'm talking about. And as long as what you do isn't what your friends think you should be doing, their opinions usually come with a lot of judgment. But in coaching sessions with me, it's a judgment-free zone, always. That means I don't judge you as the client, and I don't let you judge yourself. Because judgment shuts us down, and it prevents us from engaging in our higher reasoning and making good choices and taking purposeful actions. Judgment is counterproductive, so it has no place in my coaching relationships. Although I cannot promise that I am 100% judgment-free with my friends, you know? (laughs) Okay, the other thing that happens with our friends is that sometimes they become our hype squad. They gas us up when they like our ideas, good or bad, and we can end up acting more impulsively. And while that might feel good in the moment, it can ultimately undermine our long-term goals. As a coach, I absolutely offer encouragement to all of my clients, believe that, and I trust my clients to make the decisions that are best for them. However, I'm not just going to gas you up because you're looking for a pep talk. I hold my clients accountable for the results they say they want. I help my clients recognize opportunities to make decisions, and I support them in taking the action that will move them closer to the life they want, even when it's inconvenient and even when it's uncomfortable. I'm not afraid to say the hard things to my clients because I don't need them to like me because I'm not one of your little friends. (laughs) I am a professional and you have hired me to get a specific result And I've got a job to do. So, as I wrap up, I want you to consider where your mental health is on the spectrum from crisis mode to mental fortitude. And based on where you are, I want you to consider what kind of support you need to either maintain or improve your mental health. Whatever it is, give yourself permission to go get it. Because you deserve a support system that actually works for you in every moment of your life. Not just when it's an emergency, not just when you're in crisis mode. So as always, if you're interested in working with me as your life coach, you can book a free sales call to talk about how I can support you with my one-on-one coaching services. And you'll find that link to book a call in the show notes. I can't wait to get started with you. So go ahead and sign up. If you're not ready to work with me just yet, be sure to at least hit that subscribe or follow button for this podcast. That way you will have a mental health resource on your playlist every week. 
All right, y'all. That's all for this episode. I will be back in your ears next week with another juicy conversation. Until then, stay well, good people. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Life Edit Project podcast. I'd love to hear what your favorite moment or key takeaway was from this conversation. You can send me a message on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter to let me know. My handle is at Life Edit Project, all one word, in all the places. My social media is linked up in the show notes to make it easy for you. Holla at your girl. I'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, don't just stay busy with the life you have. Get busy creating the life you want.